You are listening to the Archery Maniacs Podcast. This is Remy Warren. I am Rihanna Carey. My name is Adam Foss. This is Paul Tetford, professional archer. Hey everyone, I'm Christy Titus, and you are listening to Archery Maniacs. We cover everything archery, from the hunting side to the tournament side, with stories, tips and tactics, gear reviews, and more. That helped my tuning game so much when I made sure that all my arrows were square. And I'm just staring into his eyes. Blood's dripping off of its tines. Mud is everywhere. The clarity these mavens offer is amazing. I'm just like Spider-Man, you know, on this rock. You know, just <laughs> laying there. Belly crawling in there and I can barely fit in there and I can hear the cat growling at me. So I put my hand on his shoulder and pushed him and we just ran at this elephant. In this episode, I have Tony Treach on the podcast, and he breaks down his backcountry sleep system. Uh, so I hope that everything that Tony shares will allow you to sleep better in the backcountry. I hope you enjoy the show. This is Tony Treach, and you're listening to the Archery Maniacs with Zach Harrell. Awesome, Tony. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. I'm your host. Uh, and today, Tony uh, is going to share his sleep system, covering from pads and bags and tents um, that he uses in, and what he uses for different situations and different styles of hunts. So Tony, obviously, as always, it's a big pleasure to have you on the show. I love having guys on that, that have been out there doing it for a while and have tried multiple things and have kind of honed in on what works best for them. So I really look forward to learning about your sleep system. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Um, you know, I, I, I break it down as far as in a couple of different ways. One being weather, what time of the year it is. Uh, and two, uh, where am I, where am I setting up, you know, home at? Where's, where's the camp going to be? Is it next to the truck on a trail, uh, car camping? Is it, am I, Am I going in three miles? Am I, or am I going to be, you know, in, in timber or protected areas? Or if I, do I have to camp up on top of uh, high alpine peaks above timberline? So I, I kind of look at everything, um, you know, in, in you know, my, my stuff that's in my pack in August when I when I get out west and I start my scouting and I I'm preparing for my first hunts and it's you know 70 during the day and maybe maybe high 20s at night. Um, it's completely different than it would be, you know, uh, at the end of the season when, you know, it's, you know, it's just, it's just completely different stuff. So there's just a, completely different things in the bag. But uh, as far as shelters go, uh, you know, I was able last year to, to do a couple of hunts uh, that were kind of new to me. I was I was car camping and that's uh, it's been it almost seems like for three or four years there, I don't think I went. Besides, you know, the Midwestern stuff in Kansas, I don't think I don't think I did a hunt that wasn't a backpack style hunt. So it was really luxurious to be able to to use a a, a big Agnes. I think it's a six man tent um, and have a cot and a cooler full of drinks and warm food. Um, I mean that that was fantastic. So I mean that's always my kind of um, my base camp if I if I'm gonna set it up. Uh, I won't, I won't set it up if I am backpacking in, um, and I'll just keep it in the truck. But if I'm going to be doing day, day hunts, uh, or maybe even just like overnight one mile or I mean one mile, uh, one day loops where I'm staying one night over, uh, scouting, I'll set up the, uh, the big tent and I, I like, I mean, I don't have a, 
fear of insects, but I definitely like florid tents. But <laughs> Aaron Snyder would probably give me a hard time about that because uh, I've uh, I've shied away from his Kafaro uh, uh, shelters, but they're fa- they're fantastic. But man, I you know. I, I'm, uh, you know, I was the kid that, was, that grew up, uh, grabbing spiders with my hands and putting them in jars and, but I, I like a floor in my tent now in my older, my older age. Um, uh, it seems like, I don't know why, but it seems like I, mice and rodents and those little, uh, pikas or whatever they're called, those rock, rock, uh, rodents, <laughs> they love chewing on my stuff. I don't know why. But I mean, I've I've had them chew a hole in, in the top of my my uh, hood and my rain jacket, the foam in my uh, quiver. I've had them completely devour that in one night. I mean, brothers are rattling around there and stick a sock in there. Uh, I'm sure they, they nick themselves up on the blades. Uh, so I, I like a floor shelter. Um, but the uh, and that goes for all my uh, I don't yeah all my shelters have a complete floor system. So but yeah a big Big six person for the kind of the base car camping if I'm doing that. Um, and then in, in that case, you know, you've got a cot. So I've got, you know, a sleeping bag doesn't really matter because you can throw another quilt over top of here or double up on them. Um, so that's probably not really that crucial. Once I'm, once I'm uh, backpacking in, uh, and it really doesn't change, you know, if, if I'm going on a, a five-day or seven-day or if I'm packing enough food to stay in there for 10 days, it really doesn't matter. Um what really then becomes the the deciding factor is weather. Uh, if, if it's if it's going to be uh, warm like it typically is in in, in Colorado, Montana, uh, and I'm backpacking in up above Timberline, Colorado, I've just got a, a Henry Shires tarp tent. I use I've I think I've had four or five different models from them. What I try to do, obviously, I'm I'm looking at weight and I'm trying to stay as light as possible. So I try to do uh, a tent, a shelter without its own poles for structure. I want something, uh, you know, if it's going to be warm, I don't need uh, a two-layer tent. A one-layer uh, tent uh, is just fine in a, something that is held up by hiking poles. Because I'm going to have them anyways. Uh, so there's no reason to have, in my opinion, you know, if I just need something to basically keep an occasional shower off me, uh, and a tarantula keep that from walking across my face, or a pika from eating my bowstrings. Um, just a little teeny shelter. That Henry Shires Tarp Tent Pro Trail weighs 26 ounces. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I replaced the stakes with some titanium stakes uh, and some lighter line, and then I use uh, carbon fiber trekking poles, which I think weigh nine ounces, uh, for uh, supports, and it's good to go. And it's also pretty burly too. I've had it in some pretty crazy winds. Uh, that tents that tents done well and for me in Wyoming, Colorado, uh, and Montana. Uh, as and just to stay with tents right here, as as it as it gets a little bit colder, um, I usually switch over to uh, a Hilberg tent. Um, okay. You gain you gain a pound to a pound and a half, but the the models I've used in the past, uh, the one I've pretty much stuck with is Acto, and that's. I've kind of trimmed up the zipper poles, and I've trimmed up, I've, I've swapped out the cordage for lighter cordage. I've done some, you know, some things. I've gotten rid of the, the stuff sacks and gotten lighter ones. I've gotten lighter uh, stakes, um, and I've got it down to just over three pounds. So uh, it's still fairly light, uh, 
but as long as you keep the uh, keep the the, the ends open for ventilation, uh, it's a really stout tent that um, it served me pretty good. And I, the only time I've ever got condensation in it uh, was during a snowstorm where it drifted closed. Basically, the, the tube end vents got plugged in the middle of the night. Jeez. No one, I didn't didn't catch it. Um, I've actually been in some. I, Wacky weather seems to follow me around. Where whatever state I go to, I've seen hail and snow in every state I've hunted, including Arizona. Um, I've had, uh, oh, I've had, I woke up to, I went to bed in Montana when it was just drizzling and it was 50 degrees, and woke up in the middle of the night with basically, uh, it was a Henry Shires tent. It was one I've, I've since sold, but uh, it was the, the sides of it were kind of caving in on me, and it was just soaked. It was just. Uh, just solid water. So as soon as I moved it, I got wet, you know, and I've got a down sleeping bag. That's not, I'm like, I, and I'm like, what's going on here? Um, a storm moved in overnight and I woke up to, you know, a foot and a half of snow around me. And, uh, yeah, they don't breathe very well when they're clogged full of, uh, full of snow, but, uh, <laughs> so, but, but the, but the, the Hilberg tents are, are pretty burly. That, uh, the Acto is, is treating me well. Um, I'll still have that with me this year, but I am, uh, I did buy a new, uh, Hilberg tent and I'm pretty excited to, to try, try out. It's the Nyack. It's a two person. Uh, it's got a little bit more floor space. Uh, the girlfriend actually said she would be willing to do a, uh, like a long weekend trip if we, if we fly out to, uh, to one of the units I'm going to be hunting and do a, like a, you know, rent a car, go up, do some backpacking and scouting and for one of my hunts. And then, uh, way cool. Yeah. So I was like, cool. Another excuse to buy a two person. <laughs> You're like, here, we're buying it. Wait. It's already ordered. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I already got it. And it's, uh, I tried trimming it down like I did the Acto, but, uh, Hilberg's, Hilberg was already on top of this one. They, they had a lighter cordage on it and, uh, it wasn't, wasn't much. I was maybe able to take off an ounce and a half, maybe just by replacing the, the metal zipper pole with cordage and, uh, replacing the stakes with, with lighter stakes. No, but it. So. Gotcha. And that's pretty much it. Um, I've, I've never, uh, uh, I've never hunted with a whole lot of people up in the mountains. It's always been, you know, by myself. So it's pretty much been sole one man tents. Um, okay. The, uh, so the only time I really have a, a need for a bigger tent is if I'm car camping and I just want to have room to keep my gear in there and kind of have a base camp where, you know, I'd keep everything, you know, make some room in the truck, basically. Because if you can imagine, when I, most all of my hunting, I'm, you know, as, I'm going state to state to state without going home. So my truck is, it's, it's full. There's, yeah, there's a, yeah. And even uh, sometimes, uh, like this year, I'll have a little teeny flatbed behind me to, to haul coolers and freezers just because uh, of the boost tag. So, um, but yeah, it's so if you can get gear out of your car and your truck and get it in that base camp, um, kind of free yourself up to be able to use all those tools, those wonderful things you brought with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, with as far as you know, you know, actual like sleeping bags and mm -hmm. things like that. Yep. Um, yep. I what what degree range are you using as for your sleeping bag? I've got a few. Um, I've got a 30 uh, that I really don't use a whole lot. Um, Do you feel that it's too too high? Uh, it's not – doesn't – no, what, what am I uh, looking for, Tony? <laughs> well, I, 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 I basically I'll take a 15 
and make it work for pretty much the whole thing. Gotcha. A 50 feet down bag. It's, uh, what I use is a, it's an older model of a marmot uh, that is, I think it was the plasma. Crazy light. Uh, very, very delicate. Like it's, it's got a couple of patches with Luco tape on it, but I've, you know, just from heck, I don't even know what the heck cut it. I mean, but it's very thin. It's not the most durable t- uh, uh, down sleeping bag. It's also not uh, water phobic. It's not the the new waterproof down. So you got to be careful with that. But it's, I think it comes in at one pound, 15 ounces. So gotcha. it's really, really light yet. I can stay warm. Um, I have tried the quilts. Uh, I've got a, I've got a, 30 degree quilt that I thought would be the ticket. Um, but apparently I roll around in my sleep too much. And <laughs> but when you got that quilt and you roll around, all of a sudden you've got a little, you know, you open up the sides and then, you know, and with these little one man shelters that I use, they're, you know, they're breathing, you got air blowing right in on the sides. And uh, yeah, so that didn't, that didn't work too well. Um, Basically, what I'll do is if it's going to be colder than what I think a 15-degree bag will uh, be good for, I've got, uh, you know, different types of, uh, you know, down puffy uh, pants and top. So, gotcha. And, and, I, and I also just the, the, um, my pads, too. I've got I've, I've done the, just the foam uh, little pad that, you know, folds up, I forget what that was called, uh, Thermarest Z lighters, maybe something like that. I basically I've cut into a bunch of little sections now and just use it for a glassing pad. Um, and I still put that glassing pad underneath my regular pad every night, um, just for a little bit of extra cushion. But I also, I don't use a very thick uh, air pad until it gets to pretty cold weather. I use the, uh, oh, uh, it's a small, the Neo Air Extra, extra, extra Light. Or X-Lite. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's the one, it's the orange one that everybody says sounds like potato chip when you roll around on it. <laughs> it's, it's really crunchy. Um, it, but I could fall asleep standing up, so it doesn't, I can, I'm, it, I mean, I'm, I'm asleep no matter what within seconds of closing my eyes, so it doesn't bother me. Gotcha. I, I also bought the small. I use a, it's only 20 inches wide and four foot long, so my theory is I don't need pads underneath my heels. I can, I put my backpack down there or, you know, my uh, some dirty clothes or whatever, or, or you know something down there that keep my feet off the, the ground if I want them. But it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, so a short little pad. Um, it, I think it weighs eight or nine ounces, next to nothing. Wow. wow. When it gets when it gets cold, um, <clears throat> I, I take a big Agnes. I think it's a Q Core Deluxe, um, and it's it's a full six foot long, maybe a little bit more knit, and but it weighs almost three times as much. I think it's mid twenties ounces, maybe 25 ounces, something like that. So, uh, but way warmer, you know, it's much more, it's a lot nicer to sleep on, but you know, it's, it's a lot of weight to, to carry just because uh, you want to sleep a little better. And like I said, I can sleep on a rock. So that usually isn't <laughs> the, uh, the, the big thing is just staying light. So, uh, I can stay stay fresh, and when I see something two miles away, I, it's not me. I, I got a horrible night's sleep last night. I don't have the energy. I don't want to feel that way. I want to. I just want to be able to go. So, but as long as I can sleep, I'm good. Um, I have had bad luck with uh, with popping uh, air, air pads. I, I I don't know why. Am I, <laughs> uh, but it seems like that's such a crappy feeling. I popped one uh, last year. I was like serious. 
Yeah, the, the, I had one uh, two years ago that was a slow leak, so you just have to, like, two times in the middle of the night, uh, <laughs> you blow it back up. And it woke me up, too, because it was pretty chilly then. It was hunting uh, Wyoming uh, in this late September, and well, as soon as your your shoulder or your butt hit the hit the ground through the pad, it was pretty chilly. And all right, roll off the pad, blow the pad back up. Okay, climb back on the pad. It's like ah, oh, it's a pain in the butt. But you know, if you buy it from good companies, uh, they send you a nice little repair kit that once you get the truck, you can fix. And um, and in one one situation, I I brought it home. I couldn't find the leak, and I put it in the uh, in the bathtub full of air, pressed down in the water, and it was the seams and. Uh, I called it was Big Agnes and they called I called them and they were you know they overnighted one to me. They're like, We're so sorry and you know, they stood behind their product really well. And I've had that same replacement one now for three or four years. They've been great. So Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Buy from good people and they stand behind them. Yeah, no kidding. That that's a huge thing right there. Especially when it's when it's something like a sleeping pad. Mm-hmm. Um I mean it goes for a lot of things. But a sleeping bag is something, something that has to hold air in order for you to, for it to work right. I yeah. mean, it, it doesn't take much for one of those seams to just not be good enough to hold air. You know, so mm-hmm. ha- like you say, having a, um, having a, a, a bag or whatever else you have that the company is, is going to stand behind is a big deal. Um, I actually kind of look at that before I buy anything, to be honest with you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So you had mentioned, you know, taking the you know, freestanding tent so you can use your trekking poles. Yep. Um, and in the the first time we had you on the show, you had mentioned that you walk quite a lot with your with your bow in your hand, ready. Yep. Um, when you're doing that, I would assume you're not basically on your initial hike in. You're, you know, you've already got there. You're set like your spike camp up, and then then you're going around glassing and stuff like that. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Uh, well, I, my my, when I'm backpack hunting, my don't usually until I have a target buck found. Uh, I usually don't bust out the tent. Uh, I don't usually have a spot I call like home. So gotcha. I'll just I'll keep everything in the backpack and keep moving um, until I find something. So. The trekking poles that you know, I'll use them when I'm scouting, uh, moving around from one spot to another. I'm, I'll use them when the season's closed. But if the season's open and I'm moving around, the bow's out, and the trekking poles are in the backpack. And once I find something I want to kill, uh, then then I'll I'll set up camp on them, uh, or at least in a spot that I know I can either glass from or get to a glassing spot and not be detected. And at that point, the uh, the, the poles stay in the tent and. Uh, Hopefully, you know, I guess the only time that you regret that, you know, because they are being used to hold up the structure of the tent, is that initial pack out. You know, if you if you you know find your buck, he's a quarter mile from your tent. You go, you put the stock on, everything works. You kill him, you debone everything, load the pack. And I'm a big fan of getting the whole deer out in one chunk. You've still got to get now to your tent to right. pull up the rest here and get those hiking poles, those trekking poles. And, you know, a mature buck deboned uh, with a cape and a rack and a skull is, you know, it's at least with the gear that I day hunted or I'll have in my pack at that point, uh, it's still going to be over 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's, that's not fun. So you don't, you don't, you hope he doesn't run in the opposite direction of camp. <laughs> but, you know, the, uh, the only time I really use the poles is, is if the season's closed or I've got a heavy load 
uh, on my back. Other than that, the bow is, yeah, if, there's, if I've got a tag in my pocket, I am a huge fan of having the bow ready. Um, I, I mean, and even guys that aren't, uh, I've got buddies that uh, make fun of me, but they're, but each one of them can say the same. You know, I asked them, well, how many times have you been walking around, sneaking through an area, and something stood up like 30 yards away, and it gave you 10 seconds, and it looked at you, maybe it turned away, it, but it was something you would have killed if you had a chance. And it's happened to me. I've never had anybody say, well, I've never had that. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had those happen and I've got, and those bucks are now in my house. So I stay ready. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, With, with your entire sleep system, um, do you put, you know, like the, your tent in, in one bag and compress it and your sleeping bag in one bag and compress it and your sleeping pad in one bag and compress it? Or do you lay your sleeping bag on top of your pad and then fold the tin out on top of it and roll it all up into one and com- put it all in one compression sack? You know, that's that's a good question. I, I've, I've been the guy who has had them separate in individual sacks. Yeah. Um, those little Kafaro pull-up sacks, I love those things. Right. Um, I'll stick stuff in there. But I, I actually, I don't remember who it was. I, I was listening to someone's podcast, and they were talking about the fact that, that they – they leave the pad, you know, they take the air out of the pad, leave the bag in the pad, right in the tent, roll the whole thing up, and they don't even use a bag. It's right there, you eliminate three stuff sacks, which, you know, people probably think we're silly when we talk about eliminating a, a three quarters of an ounce. Uh, but, you know, you do that three times, well then, you know. So I'm actually thinking about doing that this year as long as it isn't wet. Uh, okay. And so my early early deer hunts uh, are probably going to be fairly dry. I, I would probably actually give that a shot. That's, you know, that's what I started doing because I have a big Agnes sleeping bag that the sleeping pad actually slides in a sleeve in the bottom of the sleeping bag, which is super nice because I'm like you. I move around and especially in the morning, you know, when it's time to start waking up and whatever else, I don't, I move around a lot, but with that pad inside that, inside that sleeve, you can't roll off your sleeping pad. So it's (laughs) kind of cool. But so yeah. what I'll do is I'll leave that pad inside that sleeve because it's got a Velcro deal that holds the pad in place. So then I just open the, the air vent on the sleeping pad. Then I put my tin on top and I roll it all up, put it in a in like their three-string compression sack. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. I can fit it in a small three-string compression sack with my – I currently just – sometimes I just take the rain fly of my bag – of my sleep, of my tent, you know, rather than taking the whole tent, it just depends on what mood I'm in. Um, but I'm actually in the process of designing my own tent and hopefully going to market that. But anyways, um, and, and I've found, because I told myself, I was like, when in the hell am I going to take my tent out and not take my sleep bag out and put it inside my tent? Right. You know, and I was like, I might as well just put them all together and pull them all out at the same flipping time. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's yeah. That's I'm, I'm gonna give it a shot this year, unless it's uh, unless I need dry sack to keep my my down bag dry. Um, and you know, I don't want to roll it. That my down my bound bag is, and I probably am, I'm due to buy a new one, maybe with something uh, that once it gets wet isn't just clumpy, mm-hmm. you know, boat anchor. But yep, uh, yep. you know, I. If my tent's wet, I'm not going to roll that sleeping bag up in it. But yeah, yep. Well, if you're looking for a an ultra light, like super super light, uh, they make Cuban fiber stuff sacks now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you've looked into those. I was just I just learned about them and was uh, watching some videos and reading about them just the other day. And man, that stuff is way light. Holy smokes! Yeah. I actually picked up a uh, a Cuban fiber uh, uh, just a tarp from I think it's Bear Paw Designs or Bear yep. Paw. Yeah. But and I tried it. Um, and like, like I've told you before, I, those I, I'm a magnet for the mice and the little <laughs> peacocks, and uh, that thing that thing will probably be going to the rock slide classified soon. So. <laughs> I've kept it just because I think you know I'm I'm gonna you know eventually I'm gonna need it, but every time I look at it, I'm like, boy, I could save I could save uh, you know 10 ounces over the uh, the pro trail. I think cause the thing weighs like nothing. It weighs like nine ounces. Oh, they're ounces. insanely light. Yeah. Yeah, but insanely light. No. Cool. Well, uh, thank you for walking us through your sleep system because there is so much sure. stuff out on the market, um, and it's nice to hear from somebody that has gone through some of the trials and errors of, of a backcountry hunter and figured out what's worked for them and what hasn't. Because that's going to help. It helped me out, and it's going to help a lot of other people out. So I really appreciate it. Right on. No problem. Thank you for tuning in to the show. It means a lot to us. But seriously, though, I really appreciate your ear. And it would mean the world to me if you would rate our podcast. If you didn't like it, one star it. But if you did, a five is even better. Don't forget to comment, like, share, and hit that subscribe button. Thanks again for tuning into the show. Some other podcasts that you should definitely check out are... Eastman Elevated with Bride and Barney. And Hunt Harvest Health with Ryan and Hillary Lampers. And a special thanks to Maven Optics, Six Sight Gear, Dark Energy Tech, Shield Mountain Outdoors, The Outdoor Insiders, Iron Mind Hunting, Valkyrie Archery, and Gannett Ridge Sporting Equipment.